0: You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
1: every day.
0: And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is May 18th, 2021. My name is Philip Rostenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at underscore omd on today's episode of Lockdown Magic, we're going to just put a little bow on the season by looking ahead to the dates that matter, the final lottery standings, what's at stake for the Orlando Magic as we get closer to the NBA draft lottery, and what comes next. We'll also then talk a little bit about the play-in tournament and why the play-in tournament was such a success, or will be a success, as I'm very excited about tonight's games. We'll get into all that coming up here in just a moment, but before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all, you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching gravity download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the land of magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the teams in the play-in tournament, like the Indiana Pacers, or the Boston Celtics, or the Washington Wizards, or the Charlotte Hornets? Check out their respective team podcasts searching for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there's a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's podcast also brought to you by our pals at Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I May have I may have repeated myself there, but I, I, I've got that 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 tune memorized. Um, just a scheduling note here. We're, we're gonna, I'm probably gonna move back to late morning, afternoon episodes for those early morning listeners of Locked On Magic, um, unless there is some crazy breaking news or something that requires my immediate attention. Uh, you know, I am throttling back into off-season mode a little bit. Not that there's, not that there still won't be episodes of uh, at least four or five times a week still. Not that uh, I, my content will be any less, but I am going to try and. Focus back on myself a little bit. Um, I am planning to, I'm hoping to get a little bit more sleep than, than I've been getting. Um, so, my plan is to start put, putting out episodes um, late morning. I'm recording this here at about 11 a.m. on Tuesday. Um, that'll probably be about my recording time. Um, you might notice some other lockdown podcasts or starting some video recordings too. Um, the afternoon or early morning recordings also might be a shift toward potentially bringing that into play too. Uh, so, uh, if, if you're used to seeing the podcast in your inbox in the mornings or, or listening to it on your commute from work, I apologize. Uh, I know I've been a little bit inconsistent with my scheduling this, this, uh, this season, uh, sometimes doing morning episodes, sometimes doing early morning episodes. Um, but I, I, I will say, uh, at least until the draft lottery, until we get closer to, to actual breaking news occurring um, my plan is to record and release podcasts around noon each day. So that, so if, the, if you're trying to plan when you will listen to Locked On Magic, um, for the time being, that's how things are going to go. So this episode, like that previous statement, is going to be a lot of house cleaning. Um, I feel like we all need to take a little breath. Um, I'm trying to exhale a little bit. It has been a long, long season. And as Steve Clifford has said when it comes to player fatigue, if you're feeling tired, imagine how the players are feeling. Um, you know, I, I think that this was a long and arduous season. It was a very difficult and challenging season. Um, it was a season, not, not just because of the record, by the way, just because of all the conditions that got placed on it. Um, with COVID protocols, um, players getting tested twice per day. Uh, you know, having uh, essentially, they got tested in the mornings. That disrupted their sleep patterns. Um, you know, this league has been very big on sleep and making sure players get the proper amount of rest and trying to schedule things to make sure they get the proper amount of rest. That was really thrown out the window this entire season. It is, And, and honestly, a lot of the injuries that I think we're seeing, uh, that we saw this year, rest has a lot to do with that. And the fact that, that players were not able to get the appropriate rest. And some of it is the players not knowing when the season was going to begin and, try, and making sure that they're conditioning themselves and ramping themselves up to be ready when the season started. They didn't know when that was going to happen. So a lot of their off-season plans were kind of thrown a little bit out the window. Um, It's been a long year. Um, You know, so I I mentioned this in an article that I wrote that we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Um, If players want to take some vacation time, please let them. (laughs) Um, The coach, you know, Steve Clifford said after Sunday's game that, you know, his plan is to take a week, you know, a couple days a week, maybe two weeks off, tell the staff to take a couple weeks off. Um, before they dive into their off-season planning and off-season evaluation, um, everyone just kind of needs a breath. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a sprint um, in every sense of the word, and, and it has been uh, a tough go for the for the Orlando Magic uh, and really for every team in the NBA. Those who are still in the playoffs, honestly, the playoffs, if they're scheduled the same way that they normally are, is going to be a bit of a reprieve. You know, they're not playing every other day. They're not having to, to go through all the hoops, are able to kind of re- rest, relax, uh, not relax, but recover um, from everything. So it's 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 been a long and arduous journey, and it's not just because of how difficult the Magic season was. It was an emotionally draining season for the Magic on top of that because of all the losing, because of all the injuries, because of the trades. So I, I, I am for everyone just kind of taking a little breath. Um, I, I We will still talk about some serious things. I plan on talking about Steve Clifford. Uh, on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic, I plan, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll address some other issues. Um, but for today, for now, let's just take a deep breath. Let's do some uh, house cleaning and some organization here. Before we get into the meat of what we're gonna talk about today, though, we do want to give a congratulations to RJ Hampton. RJ Hampton was named the Eastern Conference Rookie of the Month for May. A very well-deserved honor for the young guard. Should be should have been the second straight magic player to win rookie of the month because Cole Anthony should have won it. Uh, In April as well, but RJ Hampton very well deserving uh, in eight games in May. um, He averaged 16 points per game, 7.1 rebounds per game, 5.6 assists per game. and uh, and his rebounding mark was the best of all Eastern Conference rookies. Um, he was sixth in, uh, among all rookies in scoring, fourth in assists, and third in field goals made per game. Um, Hampton Hampton obviously had his breakout with the Orlando Magic. He struggled to get minutes with the Denver Nuggets. Uh, and while there was a lot of garbage time involved in that, and Hampton picked up a lot of stats um, with games already decided, the fact that he was playing so hard really stood out. Um You know he's really grown as a passer off the dribble. Uh, I think the Magic would be right to give him more point guard responsibilities. Um, He certainly seemed like he was graduating into that role. And again, while it's difficult to make any final assessments, um, his shot did look a lot better, uh, and you could see his confidence really, really growing. Uh, Hampton was one of the nice surprises of the season. Um, Like I like I said um, before, you know when the Magic made those deals, they were not the big pieces that seemed to be coming their way were not the pieces they were after. Getting Gary Harris is great, but that was to match salaries with Aaron Gordon. That deal does not happen without, without R.J. Hampton. If the Nuggets do not include R.J. Hampton, that deal does not happen. Uh, that was the guy the Magic were really, really after, and and he provided um, a ton of excitement and a ton of energy for a team that really needed it. And you know the Magic, we'll, we'll talk about the backcourt and some of the backcourt questions that the Magic have uh, in a future episode of Locked on Magic, but... The fact that the Magic have so many great backward options, Hampton is a part of it, um, and 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 his development this year is going to be really really interesting. It's a big off season for all the rookies: Cole Anthony, Chumo Kiki, uh, RJ Hampton, and even for veteran guys like Wendell Carter and, and and Mo Bamba. This is a huge off season for them as the Magic begin to sort through the pieces that they have uh, and plan for their future. We're going to talk a little bit about what comes next for the Orlando Magic here in just a moment. We'll set some dates. We'll get the lottery odds. We'll answer all your questions coming up here in just a moment. But first, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. If you're someone that takes care of your car and we're coming up on the summer months here in Florida If you take care of your car, you need to have the right parts. You need to be able to take care of your car because the summer heat does not care. It will beat down on your car. So take care of your baby. RockAuto.com has everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do it yourselfers so why spend up to twice as much for the same parts. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, or truck, right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com.
1: This Locked On podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home, but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent that is until I found
0: So, what comes next for the Orlando Magic, obviously? The season's over. We'll talk a little bit about the playoffs here and there. Uh, Obviously, there's still lessons to learn and and how the Magic can build and what the future of this league looks like. Um, You know, everyone in the NBA are imitators. They copy other teams' success, try to make it their own. So, we'll see what works and what doesn't um, as the playoffs continue. I mean, I think it's interesting to watch how the Charlotte Hornets play, how um, how they play with multiple guards, how like, teams like the Los Angeles Lakers play with, mul- with multiple ball handlers. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to watch, and there's still a lot to learn and a lot to glean and say, okay, this is the direction the league is going. These are the teams that are finding success and are where the Magic want to be. And you know, again, the draft will have a huge say in how the Orlando Magic are shaped and formed over the next four or five years, to be perfectly honest. But that's where we start. What comes next for the Orlando Magic? It's obviously the NBA Draft Lottery. So Mark, June 22nd, 8.30 p.m. ESPN on your calendars. I can't promise that we will do any live show or anything like that. I, I work, I have a day job, and that day job is at night. Um, so we will have plenty of reaction on June 22nd after the NBA Draft Lottery uh, as the Orlando Magic really pin their future to, uh, to that date and to that event. Now, What happened Sunday night was really important for the Orlando Magic. The loss of the Philadelphia 76ers guaranteed the Magic at least the third third best odds to win the NBA Draft Lottery. And the Magic probably went into the night thinking, we will probably split those odds with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Then the Oklahoma City Thunder went out and beat the LA Clippers. A huge, huge upset, although the LA Clippers were also probably tanking because they're trying to avoid potential second-round series with the Phoenix Suns or the Los Angeles Lakers. They wanted to be the fourth or the fifth seed. So they were happy to drop the way that they did. But that put the Magic solo third. The Orlando Magic finished with 21 wins, the Oklahoma City Thunder with 22. And so the Magic have the third-best odds to win the lottery all by themselves. Or the third-worst record in the league all by themselves. And that means with the NBA's uh, flattening odds and their attempts to eliminate tanking by giving the the bottom three teams the same odds to win the lottery, the Magic will have the best odds to win the lottery. I'll go into an explainer of how the NBA Draft Lottery actually works in the coming weeks. Uh, I don't think now's the time to really dive into it too deeply, but the Orlando Magic will have 140 number combinations in the NBA Draft Lottery, a 14% chance of winning the NBA draft lottery. More importantly than that, though, especially in this draft, where there are widely considered to be five players that are heads and tails better than everyone else and five players who grade better this year than all of last year's picks, the Magic now have a 52.1% chance of landing in the top four. The Magic, again, I'm not a big proponent of lottery. I I think the system's fine. I'm not a big proponent of tanking, but... The Magic's future essentially rests on a coin flip. The Magic have done the best job they can to maximize their odds, to put themselves in the best position to win the lottery, to be in that in that conversation. But the Magic's future will come down to a coin flip. Heads, they get one of, they get one of those four guys that they really covet. Tails, and things get a lot dicier. The Magic's future rests on that coin flip. And it's not a coin flip again, it's, it's a lottery. I'll explain that process a, a, little bit and a, a little bit later. But the Magic did all they could. The Magic did exactly what they had to do and exactly what they needed to do to maximize their lottery odds. And we'll see where the chips fall on June 22nd. The next question then is, what's the deal with the Chicago Bulls pick? And this gets a little more complicated too. The Chicago Bulls will send the Orlando Magic their pick if it lands outside the top four. So essentially, if the Bulls win the lottery, the Magic don't get the pick. They'll get, next, they'll get their pick next year again, top four, protected. The Bulls finish this season with, in a tie with the New Orleans Pelicans and Sacramento Kings for the eighth best odds to win the lottery. So essentially, that means they split all the number combinations available to those three spots evenly. So the teams have a 4.5% chance of winning the lottery, 45 number combinations, and that means a 20.3% chance of landing in the top four. The Magic then have a four, a roughly four out of five chance of getting that pick from the Chicago Bulls. Again, those feel like pretty good odds. So it's very, very likely the Magic will land with two top 10 picks. Now, the next question then is where does that Bulls pick land if they're not outside the lottery? Because there's a tie between 8, 9, and 10. Um, It's a tie between 8, 9, and 10. So what the NBA does is they do the tiebreaker, the draft tiebreakers. And this will actually reportedly take place next week, May 25th, one week from today. It'll be early afternoon. What the NBA does is they'll put all the teams' logos involved in the tie and various ties on a ping pong ball. They'll put that ping pong ball in the drum and draw. And the first team that draws wins the tiebreaker. So if, you know, so between Chicago, New Orleans, and Sacramento, they'll put the Bulls logo, they'll put the Pelicans logo, they'll put the Kings logo. In a drum, they'll draw. If the Bulls logo comes up first, they get they get the eighth pick if all three miss the lottery. It's essentially to break the tie. They don't get any more number combinations. They don't get any better chance of winning the lottery. They split those evenly. But what they do get is if all three are out of the lottery, the bulls go first. So you are maybe sort of cheering for the bulls to win that draw because that gives the magic probably, you know, the eighth or ninth pick in the draft. Again, it can't, f- it, 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 it's, it's, it, again, that it depends if every, how everyone finishes, but you get, you get the gist there. So that tiebreaker will take place next Tuesday, it sounds like. Um, there'll be an official time. We'll, we'll definitely be keeping an eye and watching that because, again, there's an effect on the Orlando Magic there. This is all, again, leading up to June 22nd. June 22nd, about a month away, is the NBA draft lottery, the most important date of the Magic's offseason because where they land there is going to determine what happens. It's going to determine where the magic are situated, where the magic what the magic can do, where the magic can pick and who the magic are going to get and what their future is going to look like. Win the lottery, obviously everything's happy. Get top 3, everything's happy. Get top 4, everything's happy. Everything's good if you're in the top 4 in this draft. Land outside the top 4, you know, lose that coin flip and everything looks a little bit bleaker. The other dates to look forward to, of course, June 21st to June 27th, is the NBA Draft Combine. The NBA Draft Lottery is part of that on June 22nd. And the NBA Draft takes place July 29th. So mark all these days on your calendar. June 22nd, the NBA Draft Lottery. July 29th, 8 o'clock, the NBA Draft proper. Free agency will then begin August 2nd, with co- players beginning, co- con- beginning to sign contracts on August 6th. That is your off-season calendar. So... Mark those dates down and get ready for it all to go down. We'll talk a little bit about the play in tournament and whether this thing's going to be a success or not coming up here in just a moment. But first, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season in full swing. The NHL playoffs have started too, as well as the NBA playoffs with the play in tournament tonight. So get all the latest news and odds and info for all your sporting news from or sporting news, excuse me, from betonline.ag. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online uh, using the promo code Locked On. Excuse me, Bet Online your online sportsbook experts. Like I said, I do want to stay connected to what's going on in the NBA, even though the Magic are quiet. So we will probably spend our our last segments on these shows, unless it's a particularly busy show, um, talking about what's going on in the playoffs and what's still going on around the league. Um, I I do think that's important because, again, we're going to learn lessons. We'll try and tie it back into the Magic where we can. We're going to learn lessons about where the league is going and and, and how the Magic can build and compete with some of these teams. And, And the first place to start... Is what's going to happen uh, tonight uh, and and Wednesday, and of course throughout the rest of the week, the NBA Play-In Tournament has been a bit of a curiosity. Um, we've begun to see some players and, and some some management types come out against it. Uh, Mark Cuban, uh, Luka Don, I think it was Luka Doncic, kind of spoke like you know disapprovingly of it first. Mark Cuban came out and said it was a mistake to to, to do it this way, um, and and I think Mark Cuban's criticism was a little bit more nuanced than that. I think his his point was this is a good idea. I still support this idea, but doing it this season, without tired and how exhausted these players are, and the grueling season they've gone through, this was not the right season to begin implementing it. LeBron James just kind of came out and just said whoever. Whoever came up with this idea needs to be fired, and I think a lot of people rolled their eyes that it was mainly because his Lakers are going to have to go through this this ordeal. Um, but the bottom line is this. This play-in tournament is for ratings. We're getting a free LeBron-Steph Curry playoff game. Really, think about that. We are getting a free Lakers-Warriors playoff game on Wednesday night. What TV executive isn't going bananas about that? TNT is thrilled, or... Yeah, T- uh, sorry, ESPN. ESPN is thrilled they're getting that game tomorrow night at 1030. That's must-see TV. We all cannot wait for that game. But really to me the play in tournament is solving a couple of problems. Um it's not only great for TV. Um, you know, single elimination NBA games are always good. Very rare, I mean you could do get Game 7 blowouts, but very rarely are single elimination NBA games not exciting. When both teams have a lot on the line, you get good basketball. That was the Phoenix Suns in the bubble last year. That was that Portland-Memphis game that was just absolutely bananas in, that, in their play-in tournament. And their play-in game. Getting all that is just is extremely valuable. It's extremely good. Not only that, by expanding the playoffs out to 10 teams, you keep more teams involved. Teams, honestly... When the Orlando Magic made the trades, sure, they were 14th in the Eastern Conference, and sure, they were already slipping down the standings, but when they made the trades, you could at least quasi plausibly say, like, hey, if this team comes together real quick, they're still within striking distance of 10th. They can still make a run for the playoffs. The Magic, you know, again, you know, maybe they were tanking a little bit sooner than that, but when the Magic won those two games on that West Coast road trip, there was at least some thought, like, I mean, there was some panic among Magic fans, but there's at least some thought of, "Hey, this team could make a run." Now, I, I, I people ascribed that to me, and I said, "Hey, guys, calm down. No one has tape on this group yet. They're playing with a t- they're playing with their heads on fire. They'll come back down to earth, and they certainly did." But that's the very point of it. Was it kept teams in the race? It, it, it you know, a, a big point that I made when it comes to the tanking is you've got to shift the point of pain at what point is it more painful to lose than it is to win and the you know trying to figure out how to shift that point later into the season is the pro- is is the is the problem of tanking how can we make it so more teams are competitive later into the season than than not A- at this point there were only what four maybe five teams really tanking this season the Rockets certainly wore after they, they traded James Harden. And, and they have an interest in keeping their pick because if, they, if they're not in the top, top three, I think it goes to Golden State. Um, or sorry, it goes to Oklahoma City. Um, the, the Thunder were tanking all year. And it was very clear they were tanking all year. Um, the Magic were certainly in that group. Cleveland was sort of doing it. Minnesota was trying to get out. Detroit was tanking the moment they traded, they let Blake Griffin go. Um, so again you're looking at four, five teams but Minnesota certainly wasn't they had every incentive to play better once our guys were healthy um, Cleveland was half in, half out so essentially you had four teams that were really just not in it to win it this year and really the Magic didn't make that decision until the trade deadline The Magic believed they were making the playoffs until they traded all those players until they hit that reset button so it took all the way to the trade deadline for the Magic to decide we're just not good enough and losing is in our best interest. So in that sense, the play-in tournament was a resounding success. It's also, I think, going to be a huge rating success, too. You get to keep Steph Curry in the playoffs. You get you get to keep, again, LeBron James in the playoffs. You get to get John Morant on national TV. You get to put some young players on TV. And I'm sure the, I'm sure the league was ultimately hoping that New Orleans would be able to sneak into this thing. Because um, then you get a free Zion game as well. But here as well, you know, Washington did end up finishing eighth. But they very well could have been a 9 or 10. And they would have been in this play-in situation. And you would have gotten a free Bradley-Beal-Russell-Westbrook game possibly two. To me, what's really important about the play-in tournament and why I think it's 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 something that should stick around is in, in reality, the 7 or the 8 seed is not winning a playoff series. The NBA took probably the two most inconsequential spots in the standings and made some stakes for them and said, we're going to make you compete for these spots that don't really matter in the the long run anyway. And yeah, the one and two seed have to, you know, don't know who they're going to play and that's a little bit of a disadvantage for them. But we're going to take these two seeds that don't matter in the bigger scheme of things Put them up for grabs and give more teams the chance to win. I know that there's this cultural criticism that we hand out trophies for everything. And that's fine. Like, I get it. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a believer that you should hand out regular season trophies because I think that the regular season is a different challenge. And, you know, I, I, but I generally agree you don't hand out stuff for losing. Um, and, and, and while, you know, like I talked about the Magic and their desire to win and their need to learn to win, I admit fully that this is all on small scales. But you gotta start somewhere. And so you get a team like the Memphis Grizzlies. You know, yes, they were in the playing tournament last year, but now you give them a chance to win meaningful basketball games. It's like playoff practice. Typically, your seven or eight seeds are either teams that are heading down or moving up. And you want those teams that are moving up to be able to graduate. And put a, a playoff win under their belt, a pressure win under their belt. Honestly, I look back at it, and how much would the 2019 Magic have benefited from playing their way into the set? And they did play their way into the seventy, but from having to play a play-in tournament, from having to from experiencing success in pressure moments. Like, we talked about why game one was so important. Game one of that series was so important because it just proved the Magic belonged. It proved they could win. You could feel the confidence, you know, building off of them. And obviously they didn't build on it because game two happened and Toronto really locked in and Toronto was a really good team. But that playoff success, not, not going to that series and not getting swept, I think it did give them confidence heading into the next season and then just unfortunately they just didn't get significantly better and injuries kind of derailed their their run in 2020 and then yes the pandemic for, further derailed that just as they were finding their groove but for a player like LaMelo Ball tonight in the Charlotte Hornets that's a young Charlotte Hornets team Tara Rozier's been through some playoff battles but never as the guy Gordon Hayward's going to be in that, that position. LaMelo Ball is going to experience his playoff basketball for the first time. And yes, Charlotte struggled down the stretch. They would not have normally been in the playoffs. But they get a playoff game, a playoff road game, I believe. A chance to win and a chance to play on. Like I said, nothing is better than single elimination NBA basketball. It's exciting. And I, for one, think the play-in tournament has already been a huge success. And I think these next two nights, these next four nights when we get these playoff level games, these pressure single elimination games, are going to bring out the best the NBA has to offer as an appetizer to the NBA, to an NBA playoffs that's going to be absolutely bonkers. We'll talk more about the NBA uh, and what's going on in the league, of course, throughout the course of the playoffs. Um, I do want to keep an eye on what's going on there. I'm really excited about tonight's game, so we'll talk a little bit about them coming up on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. But that's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himboy, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at underscore MD, And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Don't forget, too, to check out the Locked on Today podcast. Today on the Locked on Today podcast, our local experts weigh in on who should win the MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, and Head Coach of the Year. Why they aren't picking Nikola Vucevic, Jonathan Isaac, and Steve Clifford, I don't know, but they'll explain why. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic, Dale and Locked On Magic, this is from Philip Blossett Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.